The Dragon Rewrite is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know? No one actually knows what an armadillo looks like. I mean, we, we of course could know if we looked in the mirror, but we never do that because we know we look good. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to check out our other podcasts, visit us at armadillo.club. Wheel of Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to The Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I'm Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're going to talk about chapters 9 through 15 of Towers of Midnight, book 14 of The Wheel of Time. 13. Damn it! You almost had it, you were so close. I, I overcorrected. <laughs> <laughs> Previously, Perrin encounters a patch of blight near Johanna Road, while Galad encounters a whole bunch of old white coat drama also near Johanna Road. Will they sort out this comic misunderstanding before tens of thousands of people die in a pointless battle? With I don't want to be a Wolf King parent, it's anyone's guess. <laughs> Gawain plays detective in hopes of finding an Aes Sedai murderer and also finding his way into the Amarillan's pants, eh? But uh, Grendel has a performance review with her boss and bullshits her way into a new job. <laughs> Matt comes home from a lovely night of carousing to find that someone has been making a mess in his tent. Blood everywhere. Can't get those scenes out. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Club soda, maybe? I don't know. You'd have to have the Dark One's own luck. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 9, Blood in the Air. Icon of the Wheel of Time. So it's the Golom. There's, there's, there's no... Uh, it wasn't a trick. It wasn't a fake out. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally Golom in there and a bunch of blood, bunch yeah. of dead people. Yeah, yeah it's like go times. Like, we just dive right into this thing, you know? Yeah, we need to give him a name. The Golom? Yeah. Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Golom. I was thinking Gregor, but I like Gary better. Gary Golom. <laughs> Gary. Wait, wait, do we like Gary better than Gregory? I, I mean, like, that's pretty close. Gary, because that's a stupider name. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Golom. <laughs> For any Garys out there, check us out at armadillo.com. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that Golom is waiting in his tent, and Matt's luck saves him again. Yeah. Yeah. He's... Uh, slips on some blood and, and avoids getting his in, in the in the dark being fought with fighting a golem. Yeah, avoids getting uh, ripped apart. And he's like ready for it this time. I guess he's been planning or or had some idea because he takes off his his uh, his medallion and straps it to his Ashandarai. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so he can spear fight the guy. Yeah. I mean, maybe one of his previous lives, he, like, fought Golom that way or something. Who knows? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Oh, it didn't work then. I died. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if this is, like, an effective way to... I'm, I was thinking about this. Like, tying it to the side of your Chandra, it's like, it's okay, right? Like, you got... At least you got it on a stick. But is that better than having it on, like, a string or something where you can swing it? Uh, yeah, I mean, on a stick is good, I think, right? You just want to touch him with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm, I don't know. A mace, though. Like, a mace kind of thing, except it's just that, you know? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, spin like, it around. Because you, you get more coverage that way. Mm-hmm. Right. No, what he should do is he should stick it, like, you know, when you were a kid and you would go through the, like, um, you'd put a quarter in the thing and you'd get a little egg and it had a sticky hand in it. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what he should put it on. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. 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 then, it, then it sticks to him. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. man, brilliant. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, we saw, we're, we're way smarter than that. Until cool. it gets a bunch of hair on it and gets nasty and your mom makes you throw it out. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Inevitably, every time. Every time. <laughs> Uh, so he fights the golem more or less to a standstill. Teslin helps him by, yeah. by throwing stuff at the golem. Yeah, he, it honestly doesn't go that great for the fact that he was kind of like ready for it, this, ready-ish for it this time. I don't think he's. Act, it seems like this thing is really like 
kind of hard to find anyway, the right? The problem is you can't nail it down, right? It, as soon as things start going against it, it just runs away. Yeah. And, and you can't stop it. But you're right. Tesla does actually figure... It's kind of clever. She figures out a way to, to help, even though the one power doesn't work on this thing for whatever reason. She yeah. can throw things at it. So is Tesla going to be like a bro now? Is she, is she a friend? That'd be nice. Yeah. She so far is, you know, number, what, three coolest Aes Sedai after, obviously, Viren and... Wow. Wow. Well, we moved to number two. <laughs> Wait, Teslin as number two after Viren's dead? Number two coolest Aes Sedai? No way. Okay, well, uh, who... Okay, who? okay Nynaeve. Okay, it's number one. She doesn't, she's not an Aes Sedai. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. That's offensive. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Touche, touche. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. fighting words. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I don't think of her as an Aes Sedai because she's too cool for it, but you're right. Totally above, above uh, Teslin on the list. Yeah. I mean, it goes, okay... Because you know, Nynaeve. if Nynaeve had been there, it'd be over because she'd just punch it in the face. It was very, Moraine is apparently still alive. Does she count if she's in another dimension? Is mm. only the top Aes Sedai oh, in this man. dimension? No, no, you're right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> so, Viren, and then Nynaeve, and then Moraine. Pavara. Oh, is I, that the red yeah. that we like? Yeah, Cian and Pavara yeah, were the two, and the two buddy dark yeah. Okay, okay. No, Those you're right. You're right. Ones. So... Yeah, so we got... <laughs> and, and there's Saren, the, the one with the mysterious scar on her face that was really good at defending the White Tower. Yeah. Oh, she's gotten pretty... Yeah, she's... And, and mm. who's the... What's the brown that has all the, like, skeletons in her room? Oh, I forgot. Because that's, that's pretty the, cool, too. Yeah, one of the one of the sitters, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a few of them. Okay, so maybe she's, like, number 11 coolest okay, Aes Sedai. No, number one best red Aja Aes Sedai. No, because no, it's Cien and Pavara. It's Pavara, oh, yeah. Okay, number yeah. two red. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, number two red... I, I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, was she that clever, though? Because they're like, oh, she's so clever. Weaves can't touch it, but things, you know, they can... What is it? Weaves can't touch it, but something thrown by them could? Like, I mean, yeah, like, wait, you know, if it, I can't it, set it, you it on did, fire, but if I throw fire at you... It like, took Elaine, like, a week to figure that out. Well, Elaine's not the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> Hold on now. I just, something just occurred to me. Did they figure this out by throwing shit at Matt? Because that was a thing, right? <gasps> it was. That's what Elaine did. Was it Elaine? Well, okay, yeah, I thought that while they I were traveling think... with the circus, I thought one of those Aes Sedai who was traveling with yes. the circus was fucking Throwing with shit at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> but that, I think this is unrelated. I think Teslin just put this all together right here in the Okay, yeah. okay. Well, let's hope so. Still don't think it's that clever, but okay. <laughs> you know, she's there. She's helping out. Well done. <laughs> so Matt is, is freaked out because this is a freaky situation. The golem got away. And He's... he threatens... Yeah, like, he, he says, I'm going to kill all your shit. friends. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to kill Tuan. And it kills two more soldiers on the way out. Like, this thing sucks. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a, this, <laughs> Gary's a jerk. Yeah. Fuck you, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all guys named Gary because of this golem. Sorry uh, if you are named Gary. <laughs> Sorry, Gary Sinise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gary, yeah. Gr- Gary Gurgich. Gary Gygax. Gary Gygax. Not uh, the guy from Parks and Rec. Right. Also him. Because fuck that. <laughs> Gary, Jerry, Larry, oh, Jerry. Jerry. Larry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's really worried about Olver because there's all that blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it turns out the dead people in his tent were Lopin. Aw. I know. Yeah. Th- didn't that guy just get over losing his buddy or something? Yeah. No, it was Nerum just got another job, right? Because his, his lord came back. No, oh. he, he had only recently recovered from Nail's, Nail oh, Sean's death. Right, yeah. Cause, yeah, he was Nelesian's Nelesian. like, body man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And so I guess, you know, he was in a good place mentally, but just... Uh, no more. Not him. physically. Yeah, <laughs> in the wrong place physically. Yeah. Right. But uh, it turns out Olver is okay because he was spending the night with Noel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He partied too hard and passed out on the floor of Noel's tent. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, but wait, isn't this like the second or third manservant of Matt's to eat it? Like this, I feel like people around him die a lot. Yeah. It's, it's not very safe. He's lucky. Yeah. But that luck does not extend <laughs> to the people around him. That is true. 
And then after that, Matt and Noel and Tom are uh, planning to hunt the golem because they can't wait around anymore. Yeah, I was thinking about this. Like, it's really hard to trap it, right? Like, you need a sealable container to put it in. Yeah, you need Tupperware. Yeah, you need a giant Tupperware. <laughs> yeah. And so far, the medallion seems to be the only way to hurt it that, we, that we've seen, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe if they go to the Tower of Genji, they can find more cool stuff like that because that came from the elves or the foxes or something, right? Yeah, I wonder if Balefire would work on the golem. Has anyone ever tried that? No, but Bale Bale seems to work would. on everything, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Brand yeah. definitely would. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think that's a good idea. They got to do something about this Golom problem. Yeah, yeah. it seems like he's going to keep. He keeps cropping up. He's like low key Patton Fane, like you know, not quite as bad as Patton Fane, but just as annoying. Right. You know, he's like yeah. Patton Fane's annoying brother, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Fane. <laughs> Uh, so Matt's moving into Camelin. He's going to move from in to in, which is kind of what he wanted to do anyway, right? Yeah, I know. He's like, well, only solution is for me to party at a different place every night. Oh, well. <laughs> and he's really trying to contact Elaine because uh, he want to get this Bell Founder thing done. And that's where we leave him. Yeah. Even yeah. though I saw, I have a description here, which is what I want you guys to use for me. If you ever write a book and put me in it, <laughs> this is the description I want. This is for Jolene, one of Jolene's warders. He always seemed to be looking for someone to murder. Each conversation with him was an interview to see if you fit the criteria. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, yeah. That's, that's yeah. Alice's official yep. description. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you ever write a book, put it in the dust jacket. Yeah, I will. <laughs> and the glossary. And the glossary. Under Al, This is all you need to know. <laughs> she was always looking for someone to murder. <laughs> Dr. Alice Sullivan lives in Austin, Texas, and she's always looking for someone to murder. <laughs> Every conversation with her is an interview to see if you fit the criteria. <laughs> I did like that. Yeah. Chapter 10. After the taint, icon of the dragon's fang, Perrin walks through his camp and thinks about things. Classic. Yep. yep. He's thinking about the white cloaks and, you know, whether or not to just, like, have the Ashaman delete them. He has some good options on the table, right? Like, yeah. blasting them to dust with murder wizards is a good fallback plan. Absolutely. And I, I kind of like his plan. He's like, I'm going to talk to them. If the talks don't go well, then I'm just going to glass their whole camp. <laughs> That's right. Uh, also, uh, Perrin's channelers have figured out the circles thing, right? Which yeah, linking. means nuking white cloaks is going to be even easier. Yeah, absolutely. They won't even get tired anymore. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're super happy, the Ashaman, that the taint has been cleansed from sight in. No kidding. Uh, Grady wants to go see his family. Yeah. yeah. I thought this was really interesting because like, yeah. we don't really hear much about you know the Ashaman and their families for the reasons that they... they state here like every ashman thinks that they thought they were going to go insane and murder everyone around them so they were in it to die basically right yeah so this was really interesting hearing greedy talk about this i hadn't thought about it honestly yeah, what, what are they how are these guys going to react now that they're going to live yeah i, I kind of wonder like does this change longer well, the last battle <laughs> yeah. well, well that's what i was thinking is like does this change their decision are they like well i don't want to join the military now because it's like you know but then again the last battle's coming so maybe this is uh yeah and then uh, the White Cloaks show up. Uh, they send a, a party to negotiate. and <laughs> Negotiate, we put it in quotes, because Dane yeah. Bornhold is the guy they sent. <laughs> Freaking yeah. Dane Bornhold. Come on. Why has it got to be that guy? Not a good choice. He's like really like rude and insulting. Yeah, right yeah. out the gate. He calls him a criminal. Yeah, yeah. right? And, and he invites him to come meet Galad. And so Perrin agrees to go. Um, and he doesn't tell Fahil for some reason. I don't understand that. Uh I think totally that, lord shit. This is what she likes. Yeah, but this to me, I think this is like he thinks he's going into a pretty risk, uh, a hairy situation where he might get you know because they're they're white cloaks, right? They might yeah, just kill yeah. him on the spot. Can't trust them. Yeah. yeah. 
so that's that's my my take. But you're right. This would have been a situation where he probably would have been better off having Fayo with him. Right. Yeah. So he goes to meet Galad, who up until this point I would have said was all right. You know. I know. I, I was like going into this meeting like, okay, this could actually go okay. But no. no, no, no. Glad's like, Glad's like, no, no, no. We're gonna fight, or I'm gonna kill all of your people. We're gonna have a big battle. Like, yeah. Wow. At, the, at the end of the day, Glad is still a fucking white cloak. So, yeah, yeah. He just has this like narrow understanding of the world, and uh, so Perrin's a dark friend or whatever. So, who's the worst of Morghese's children now? Let's rank them: worst uh, to best. Uh, Gawain's got to be the worst still, right? I, right? Uh, I don't know. They're, okay. There are situations where you where Gawain is good to have around, like like that secret rescue mission through the sewers. Gawain's great for that. Yeah, but it was the secret rescue mission that they oh, shouldn't have been on the first sure, place. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. It was a dumb plan altogether. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're talking about Team Stupid Dumb Dumb, I believe. <laughs> it is. But he does a great job at that, right? Yeah. You know, sword fighting. Yeah, good yeah. At that. I guess Galad's good at that too, isn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. Um, sex. Dream sex. Okay. Right. You're I right. Mean, Situationally, I like, mean, she doesn't have anything to compare it to, so. That's but a good point. You don't think that she's been like, you know... Egwene's been busy, like, man. She's been in the dream world. She's been like going down the row, kind of trying, sampling the wares of everybody's Wait. dreams. Sex, I feel, right? like, I feel like she's got too much on her plate I right would. now to be like... I mean, <laughs> I absolutely would, but like I'm also not trying to run a, you know, three different rebellions and, or whatever. And, you know, Glad, if he ever had sex, which he probably doesn't, he'd just be like the, the limp starfish, right? <laughs> <laughs> you think he'd be like... <laughs> well, any, any motion would, would be... Offensive to the light or something. Right? <laughs> yeah. There must be no friction. Yeah, no, no pleasure, <laughs> only for purpose. Are they like Mormons? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just assume they're bad. Whatever it is, is bad. Okay. Uh, Sorry, Brandon Sanderson. No, no, you're you're probably right. Like, I, okay, so I think no. Okay, it's new a white cloak with a hole cut in it. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> new Galad, I think, is still better than Gwyn, but it's like, but you're right, it's situational. I would yeah. say most of the time, but in this situation. Galad sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I guess Elaine is the best. Even though the common denominator isn't Morghese, it's Morghese's husband. They all oh. have, they all share the same father, right? Because no. Galad's just the half-brother. But right. is Morghese's mom or was it a dad they shared? I can't remember. So so Galad is not related to Elaine directly. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah he's half-brother. his half-brother, but on yeah. which, who's the common parent? The dad. The it dad. was the dad? Yeah, okay. the dad. It's yeah, not yeah. Morghese. Yeah. Yeah. That's Galad's why he's not, not red-haired. Right. Okay. But Gwyn and Elaine are direct siblings. Yeah, it was yeah. Um, Terengale Damodred. Terengale Damodred, yeah. Yeah, and he's Galad... Did damage or did yeah. did all right? Well, I guess Taryn Gill's jeans suck or something. <laughs> and Rand is in there somewhere. I can't remember. He's like a cousin. He's like he's Tigraine's, which is Tigraine is Morghese's cousin. Cousin? Oh, okay, I thought it was. But sister. it's like no, it's like the uh, she was gonna be in line for the throne, but she vanished, and she but she's a cousin in like the way that all the lords of Andor and ladies of Andor are cousins. Oh, okay. okay. So just like a distant. Noble relations. So not closely related. Right. Okay. Like not in the family tree. Yeah, I was thinking we're in a wheel of, no, sorry, Game of Thrones situation. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> they're not, uh, what are they, fucking cousins or fucking uncles or whatever they're called. Yeah. <laughs> what are the technical I terms? I don't think that that is what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> chapter 11. An unexpected letter. Icon of the dragon. An Elaine chapter. Yeah. yeah. So Elaine is discussing the uh, the unwinding of the Civil War with Brigitte and Dialen. She's still dealing with the succession bullshit. Like, yeah, still, this is over. You did it. Yeah, they, she's got some captives from the war, and uh, Brigitte wants to just kill them all. But Elaine's like, no, 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 that's way too simple. Let's spend some more chapters on this. <laughs> 
I guess she's trying to ransom them, but nobody has any money because they blew all their money on this uh, succession. Right. War. Yeah. She, she's actually trying to play it for political advantage, which I think is that like the historically accurate thing that people would do. Right. This is a big. This is a deal. Yeah, but I guess nobody's giving them giving her what she wants either. Yeah, and Birgitta and Dayelin still kind of hate each other, and this gave me an idea. Hmm. Do you think Dayelin is Gaidal Kane? Oh. Wait, because right? the the story of Brigitte and Gaidel Kane is they always hate each other at first. Oh man! No, because no, Dylan's yeah, sp- is supposed to be beautiful and that's true. Gaidel Kane is always a dude and always ugly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, but yeah. Maybe, is he always a dude? We don't necessarily know. Just that. know that in his most recent life, he was. But yeah, that's a good point. In all the stories, he's a dude. Right? I mean, that'd be fun. That. Well, the the stories are all based on a single iteration, right? Like because it's the the cyclical ages. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. So, I, well, I don't know. I, I'm always looking for Gaidal Kane. And so it's got to be somebody either, well, preferably ugly that Brigitte hates. Right. And it's probably older than her, right? Like, he yeah, spun out and earlier. Older. Well, no. It could oh, be because no. they. Younger, because he spun out. She spun that's out why we think it could be older, because it could be. Right. Because he, he's young. Mm-hmm. But he was. But time is wacky. You know, like, Olver was on the scene while Brigitte was still in the dream world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So. Elaine decides it's time to seize Kyrie in. Yeah. That's her plan. Which is, uh, that's an all right plan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seize. She says seize. But I think seize is probably a strong word considering yeah. Rand is basically like. Hey, take him from Kyrie Rand's in. hand. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, been waiting for her for like a year. Whatever makes her feel tough, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's great. Yeah. More power. Take it. You know, it make people, it'll impress people. She doesn't have to go through all this succession BS apparently. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Spymaster Nori comes in. Our MVP, man. This guy is great. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm not very comfortable with this Spymaster job. But here's all the things I've discovered. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, he's running. It feels like he's running the, the, the city, the country, while uh, Elaine's playing politics, you know? Yeah, he totally is. Uh, which, oh, fine. It's good. Yeah. And uh, he's figured out that Elida's Aes Sedai in... Camelin is conspiring with Elorian, who is the one trying to dicker with the captives, mm-hmm. uh, dicker about the captives with Elaine. But yeah. it, but it seems like uh, the subtext here is that she's not actually doing that. She's just making a show of doing that as mm-hmm. sort of like a middle finger to Elaine for not right as a, as a threat. Yeah, like yeah. you know, layers within layers and wheels within wheels. Um, and uh, in my opinion, this should all be filed under who cares. Yeah. Kind of, right? Like, especially, well, I mean, Elaine doesn't know the situation in the White Tower, but especially now, right? Yeah. But then Elaine finally gets the letter from Matt. <laughs> and, the, and his first few letters were rejected because everybody sends letters to the, the queen of Camelin or Andor. Sure. And uh, this letter got through because it was so incredibly rude <laughs> that Nori thought he should show it to her. <laughs> Master Nori's like, okay, I wouldn't normally do this, but you have to see this shit. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he compliments her ass, so that's nice. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> that's true. It's not all bad. Yeah, and uh, I'm sorry I complimented your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then Elaine is really happy that Matt is there, which is nice. And she begins plotting to use the, the band of the Red Hand to uh, consolidate her power in Kyrian. Uh, her, yeah, I kind of like her interesting political calculus that she's got with Andor. Yeah, how she's like, look... You know, they're talking about, like, why does this matter? And she's like, well, look at the math. You know, assuming the last battle comes and goes, Rand's going to die. He's got an empire, and the Shanshan have an empire, and now we're just right here between two empires. Would it um, be better if we had an empire, too? Yeah, I mean, that's, that actually makes sense, right? Yeah, that's good. And then uh, we find out that she's uh, meeting with the kin for Tyr Aveling plans to 
be, I guess, part of her empire. Mm-hmm. I kind of I'm like I, I can't decide how I feel about Matt and Elaine kind of merging chapters because on the one hand Matt will make Elaine chapters possibly more tolerable, but on the other hand Elaine will make Matt <laughs> chapters significantly less entertaining. Yeah, it's true. Uh, most Matt Elaine crossovers involve Elaine being captive in some way. <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know how to be if she's queen. Right. So we'll see. Chapter twelve: An empty ink bottle. Icon of Catswain. Mm. <sighs> so, I saw that and I felt gloomy. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? So Min is sitting there in the Stone of Tear, uh, just blissed out, because she's getting all those good vibes from uh, Lightrand. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what did you call What We, we, we came up with a name for him last time. Oh, was it uh, Randolph the White? <laughs> Maybe. That's pretty, pretty <laughs> I mean, that's, good. That's pretty, I don't think it was that, but I like that better. Uh, Randolph Rand, the White. Lose Theran to Telemon? I don't know. Because I remember I had called him Light Rand, but you had a better one. I can't remember what it was. Oh, well. Uh, New Rand? Mm. Nah, let's do the Randolph the Light. Randolph the Light, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's Randolph the White now. <laughs> and there's this is a little bit of a weird thing. There's a ring of clear sky around Tyr, but Rand isn't there? Yeah. Why is there a ring of clear sky around Tyr? That's a good question leftovers so, yeah i well it, the only places that are clear are here and where rand is so maybe it has something to do with calendar or nynaeve oh nynaeve yeah yeah could, nynaeve. well i was wondering because like is it just rand or is it all the t- each top rand because we know that heron has a bubble of like safety around him uh, right yeah, yeah, so yeah, maybe nynaeve true. is yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and nynaeve is super worried still but min is super chill because she's getting the good vibes that connection, that, that oxytocin that's going through her through the bone. <laughs> I can understand why Nynaeve is is a little worried, because last she heard, he was off to destroy Ebudar, right? Uh, yeah. But she hasn't seen him since then. Right, yeah. She's not getting the, the updates from Min. Yeah. But then Cad Swain summons them because Alana has vanished for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is concerning because she's one of the very few people who can track Rand thanks to her right. having forcefully bonded him. And they get there and they find a Viren letter there, which they don't know what that means, but we do. Yeah. Uh, envelope, not the letter. Right. So Al- Alana got a Viren letter and went off to do something, probably. Right, yeah. I mm-hmm. assume. But, but nobody knows... How she got out because they didn't sense her channeling, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, Catswain sucks, right? She could have just snuck out. <laughs> That's true. At least it was a short chapter. Yeah. Yeah, because Min then gets the, the signal that Rand is back. The tea tastes good. Oh, yeah. The tea <laughs> yes. tastes better again. I, know, I was yeah. like, okay, yeah. First, I thought that meant that she was being drugged, and I was really excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> chapter 13. For what has been wrought, Icon of the Aeel. So Min reunites with uh, Luz Theron Telemon Rand, Randolph the White, uh, who is very cool and chill now and wise, in the Stone of Tear courtyard. Yeah, he's like glowy now, I guess, right? Like she can, she yeah. says she can sense something coming off of him. I think, yeah, he's just so, his position as a Taveran is so powerful that people can see it. And Rand uh, does a basically drive-by of all the factions in Tyr. He promises the Aiel to make it up to them, that he, you know, ditched him again. Which I'm pretty sure means the entire Aiel army is going to spank him or something, right? Like, uh, Yeah, that's like, how they do things usually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> line up and run by spankings. Right, yeah. I, I, he has to hold a pebble in his mouth and run 20 miles or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meet his toe. Yeah. Uh, he issues a flurry of orders uh, because they're, he's going to move the army out to Arad Doman, which is interesting. Didn't he just retreat from there? But, uh, uh, yeah, well, he did. Well, he left there, uh, considered it like under 
under chaos or whatever. Right? Yeah, he, he gave up. But then uh, he's going to meet with the Borderlanders. He agrees to their terms. He's going to go to Farmatting because I guess he doesn't care about traps anymore. And he asks Min specifically to figure out what's up with him and Kalindor and how he can use it to do- seal the boar right this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a good use of her. Right. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's, she seems... You give her an impossible research project and she seems to nail it. So she's like the person to put on it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he mentions that he's going to have to face Egwene. So he knows that uh, this is going to be a showdown. Mm. He also pardons Cat Swain. Boo. Boo. Yeah. Yeah. And he says she inadvertently taught him that he's, you know, not a sword, uh, that he's something else or whatever, that he's not, whatever. A shield. He's probably a shield. I don't know. <laughs> he, I'm a blanket for keeping people warm. <laughs> but now he needs Cad Swain to find someone who is in the Caroline grass, which A, I don't know who that could be. And B, why Cat Swain? She sucks at finding people. She sucks at everything. Yeah. The, the last time she found somebody, she made Nynaeve do it. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't actually know. I was trying to think who he's talking about, unless it's... I don't know who's... I don't know where the Caroline Grass is. I think that's where the Tower of Genjay is. Oh, so is he... Sending... Is he I, I don't know if he's looking for Matt or I was wondering Tom if he's looking for Karen, honestly, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he's anywhere close to that. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm not entirely sure. And then Rand lines up all the Terran nobles... And stares them all in the eyes and apparently IDs Weramon and Anayella as dark friends. That was weird. Because they can't look at him. Yeah. So like, I think what it is is his glow. I think that the thing that Min senses is like burns the eyes of dark friends. Or yeah. Because it says that she had to shade her face when he came to her. Came oh, to her. Yeah. So he's so bright to dark friends because of the light or something. Something like that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I, I wonder if this is, this would be weird, but is this connected to the, the sitters at the hall of the tower felt a force oppressing them when he was there and they couldn't, they could barely move? Oh, maybe that, I thought that, I figured I that, that was just a tavern thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. And then he cries in his father's arms. Yeah. He, he meets with Tam and he apologizes and they, and they grow out. Yeah. 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 And, uh, I thought Tam was with Perrin. Perrin, Tam is in that other chapter with Perrin. But he meets with Galad. Oh, and then Tam says, I've been here for three days. So that means the Galad thing happened, because timelines are a little weird right now. I think that must have happened three days ago. Because some of the stuff is happening before Rand's epiphany or whatever, right? <laughs> really? I hope so, because that feels like a oversight <laughs> on the part of the author. Because Tam, go- Tam goes to the meeting with him. With Galad, yeah. Yeah. And Tam mentions that, yeah, that he's been here for three days. So it must be a timeline thing. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll say it's, yeah. We'll yeah. Say yeah. So thing. when does this parent thing stop happening later? Or, uh, no, the parent thing happen, is happening before this, I, I think. Know. Sloppy, Mr. Sanderson. Very <laughs> sloppy. <laughs> well, the Rand chapters were written by Jordan, right? I think, I, I think that was what, like Robert Jordan had written a bunch of the Rand chapters off in the future. Right. Sloppy, Mr. Jordan. Very <laughs> sloppy. <laughs> Chapter 14, A Vow, Icon of the Terangrial Ring. So, Egwene meets Bear and Amis in Terangrial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They discuss a plan for um, learning abroad, exchange students between the yeah. white power <laughs> and yeah. the wise ones. They also kind of like jerk each other off a little bit. They're like, you're so wise. No, you're so wise. I don't know. It's, you know. Yeah. I, I guess this is how Sanderson writes wise ones, which is a little... 
uh, wanky, but also not nearly as bad as they were. Less yeah. irritating. So much less hateful. Yeah, like it, it, it's much much more pleasant to read, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Egwene starts to turn them against Rand, gets them a little worried about Rand's plan. Oh, Egwene. Yeah, mm. she's working against them. And I mean, I get, I get it. He does sound crazy. Like on paper, if you, if he's, if someone's like, "I'm going to destroy the prison and let the dark one out," you know, <laughs> that's the only way to solve this. That sounds crazy, right? That sounds like a lot of crazy. Totally. Yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, but, but still, it's frustrating. It is frustrating that she's not just, you know, that she's she's going about it in this kind of working against them sort of way, uh-huh. which is the problem that he's been dealing with this whole time is that nobody can unify. That's the problem that the forces of light have. They're not unified. Right. And then she goes to meet Nynaeve in the Hall of the Tower, where in Teleran Riyadh, there's a dragon's fang in that window. Yeah. Very interesting. That was interesting. Well, they called the dragon's fang. I was trying to... That's not what it was originally, it's, right? Well, it's... Yeah, exactly. That The dragon's fang is just the other half of the the complete Aes Sedai symbol. Yeah, what it means is male Aes Sedai. Yeah. yeah. So it's really a united tower symbol. Yeah, except it's not... She doesn't say it's the Aes Sedai symbol where it's put together. She says it is one above the other. Oh, interesting. Huh. So I, that's, that's, that's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so she kind of thinks that means in some other world, maybe, maybe there's some male Aes Sedai or, or something like that. Or that Rand and Egwene rule jointly or something like that, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but it's cool. Mm-hmm. I like Teleron Riyadh. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And Egwene reigns in Nynaeve and forces her to call her mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is... I, I actually... I thought this was kind of funny because Egwene maneuvers her. Like, she, she maneuvers <laughs> Nynaeve perfectly, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. she starts by asking for Nynaeve's advice to get her to think about, you know, when she was in Egwene's position and then just, like, flips it on her. She never stood a chance, you know? Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. It, it got Nynaeve to start thinking about what it was like when people weren't giving her the respect that she was due. Yeah, yeah. I rolled my eyes a little bit. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, oh, the wisdom of a village versus the Omerlin seat. But okay, sure. Whatever. <laughs> sure, yeah. Whatever it takes to get Nynaeve. Around. Right. Also, my problem is that I probably, I just don't respect Egwene all that much. So it bothers me that everybody has to call her this title, Mm -hmm. this title mother. Mm -hmm. And I like Nynaeve a lot. Anyway. Yeah. So then Egwene, Nynaeve, and Elaine catch up. Finally. They finally share some information about what's going on. Uh, Elaine and Nynaeve are not against Rand's plan because they're actually like, well, who knows what Elaine's doing, but Nynaeve is with Rand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Egwene rationalizes it like, oh, she's probably influenced by Tavarin. But this is actually, that, that actually kind of irritated me because that feels to me like she's discounting the fact that these two people are the ones who are closest to Rand. Right. Like they understand him better than anyone. Right. And, and she, she should actually, be listening to them. She actually yeah. thinks like that Nynaeve in particular is somebody that she counts on to be honest with her when she can't count on anybody else. And then Nynaeve is is straight with her and tells her something she needs to hear, and she blows it off. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was I, I, that that was something I did not uh, yeah. did not like. But Egwene wants to, to come to the White Tower and take the oaths as soon as possible and do the testing. And uh, there's a, I really like this little scene where Egwene's like, "You got to come and start studying for the the tests." And and Nynaeve is like, "The test? Oh, no problem. I can do it right now." Yeah, whatever. Hundred thieves. <laughs> I got it. Uh, yeah, I nailed it. Like, you know, they weren't that hard. You know. Elaine's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? <laughs> What, when did you learn that? She's like, I mean, I wasn't busy getting pregnant, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and Elaine, of course, like, oh, I, should, I shouldn't take the test while I'm pregnant, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I got a baby. I got to take care of it. It might do something to her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, Wayne's like, I don't think so, but we'll look into it. I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. That's, I, I think Elaine is exercising her pregnant privilege right there. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about the idea of Nynaeve taking the oath. So I think they should leave Nynaeve free to blast whoever, you know, is in their <laughs> way. Because, frankly, that's how things get done. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, well, the oath doesn't say you can't use your fist. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's a good point. That's a good point. Just There's... not the one power, but she wouldn't be using that anyway. Well. <laughs> that's that's yeah. right. She's, she's like, I call them the, the, the second and third powers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh... So they get surprised by some black Ajas listening in on them. Mm-hmm. And Egwene goes all dream warrior on them and fights them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this is great. Like, they, they are expecting, like, a straight, like, Aes Sedai battle. And Egwene, like, teleports behind them and stuff. It's <laughs> yeah, like, oh, right. it's, it's yeah. Good. She teleports behind one. And then, and then like, gets jumped and then teleports behind that one, too. Yeah, so Alviarin accidentally frags um, yeah. somebody named Talva. Yes, yeah, one of the black Ajas. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then Alviarin gets away. Aw. Oh, well, I know. But then, and then uh, Egwene's like, okay, but I've got to get Masana. And the only way to do it is to set a trap. And Nynaeve, Nynaeve says, maybe springing traps is not the best approach. <laughs> I know. I was like, whoa. She's never been the most introspective person, okay? Yeah. yeah. The, the, this right here is the best line in the entire series, my, my friend. Like, oh, man. I can, I can only imagine that in her head, she's thinking, maybe you springing traps is not the best approach. <laughs> for me to get back and I'll do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was great. Chapter 15, Use a Pebble. I can have the lace of ages. So. Nanny's taking a walk through the city of Tear with her Ashman friend who can see Mirror Draw that no one else can see. That's yeah. cool. Cool. Okay. Neff. 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 Knife. No, it's Neff. Neff. Yeah. yeah. It's Neff. Oh, yeah, it's my name. With yeah. an N. It's like that brand of clothing that has my yeah. name on it. With an N. Uh, yeah, Neff. I kind of like Neff. You know, he's yeah, totally he's chill, good guy. Yeah, sees Mirdral all over the place, but, but they're not there. Okay, in his defense, Mirdral can do things in shadows. Maybe he's not they, crazy, they do, you know? Right? Like, I, yeah, I mean, I would say maybe one out of a hundred times he's probably right. Yeah, he yeah. might see a Mirdral every now and then. You know, yeah. yeah. If you're an Ashman, eventually you're going to run into a Mirdral. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And you, you want. You want false positives and not false negatives when sure. it comes to the mirror draw. Totally, test. totally. If he zaps, at, you know, every mirror draw that he sees, then one time out of you know fifty, he's gonna get a mirror draw. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good, you know. <laughs> and they go to uh, check out a dark one bubble. Oh, yeah, this is so good. This kind of like reminded me of like a Law and Order like evil bubble unit or something. <laughs> like, everyone's turned to dust. Guess I should have brought my dustpan. Ba-bong. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> it was good, though. It was appropriately creepy for a bubble of evil. Yeah. A, a whole Uniquely creepy. Yeah. A whole area of the city has been turned to dust or ash or desiccator or something. They're, it's all in the same shape it was before, but if you touch the buildings of the people, they, they d- turn to dust and blow away in the wind. Mm. Not even, even attempts to delve uh, one of them and finds that it's not even like a corpse. It's just like... Yeah, uh, there's nothing there, a husk, essentially. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I don't know if they were, were they turned to dust or, or were they just dehydrated? I don't know. It's very creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they eventually work together and, and sort of blow away, use wind to blow away all the dust so that no one falls into the basement <laughs> holes. Yeah. <laughs> Guess they really blew it this time. <laughs> Ba-bum. <laughs> I'm telling you, the show writes itself. <laughs> Law and Order NDA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's cool. And then after that, Nynaeve just, you know, finished the job, doesn't have anything to do, kicking around, just casually heals Nynaeve of his madness. Yeah, it was a cool description. Yeah, like it's, it's she can see now because she's gotten so good at delving, some kind of black 
hooky thing on his brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she tries her typical healing stuff, which is like an inverted weave thing. You know, I don't understand, whatever, but it doesn't work. But she delves deeper and finds the actual hooks and is able to pull them out without doing damage. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I This really surprised me because I, I thought it was going to be like how you can't heal a, a missing limb. Mm-hmm. Where like if the damage is done... It's permanent, you know. Yeah. You can you can stop the bleeding. You can hurt. You can cure, cure acute things, but not chronic things. Mm-hmm. Well, I I think it's the nature of the the thing. Like this is a a, a I mean they've always just always described it like an oil slick on top of the power, so it's yeah. like an actual residue of sorts, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's cool, and he's really happy, and he's all like, you know what? I don't think there were all those Mirdral around there at all. <laughs> I think they probably would have attacked me if gotta, they were there. i got to go tell my wife. She's going to be so happy that there aren't all those Mirdral. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah. This is why we keep Nynaeve around. Yep. And then Rand shows up and she has to say goodbye to Rand because she's being summoned back to the, the White Tower. Oh, yeah. but she takes a minute to pop the hood on the Dragon Dome, right? Like she's like, <laughs> yeah. has a look under the hood and... She finds, I mean, mostly what you'd expect in that there's a, just a fuck ton of the the taint or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, like way yeah. worse than knife. Yeah, like a whole lot. But but also there's something underneath, like a white lace. I was wondering, is that Luz Theron? I think that's got to be it, right? Or, I, I don't know, like, so the taint or the Dark One's touch on Sidon puts this evil madness on it. Maybe he's in such a way... That the creator's touch on Sidon can put like this counteracting agent on it. So he's maybe he's got like a, it's a, like a the, shield, an opposite taint, an ah, anti-taint. An anti-taint, yeah, maybe. counter-taint. I thought it was yeah. I thought it was a loose Theron thing because loose yeah. Theron's also the one who got Rand to become Randolph the White. You're right, he the did. Light. That so was that was, that was the protection from the madness. Maybe loose Theron did more than just talk him down. Maybe loose Theron did some you know loose Theron magic on some him, brain healing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very interesting, yeah. Right, but Nynaeve cannot heal the the this madness. There's just too much of it, yeah. Right. Even, even the healing healing of Neff was exhausting because there's all these you know really tiny hooks. Yeah, and uh, but Rand is great. I like he's, he's such a nice guy now. I really like yeah. Randolph the White. Oh, where me he's, too. He's all like like I know you got to go be an Aes Sedai, but but don't be don't lose your passion, right? That's what makes you special, and that's what makes you useful to them and useful to the world. Yeah, he's <laughs> no, being right? a good manager. Yeah, <laughs> I, I gotta say, you know, like Rand chapters used to be uh, my least favorite chapters, or or in the in the, you know at the top, and now that, now I don't mind them at all. They're great, you know. Yeah, things things are happening in the Rand land, right? And then we cut to Egwene, who meets with the Black Aja hunters. Yeah. She's retasked them to look for Masana. I know. This is great. Like, she's, she's got just the right people, right? They're and, working on the Masana problem. And yeah, and they've, they've built up, like, a psych profile of Masana. <laughs> they also have some frustrating discoveries. Uh, it's actually not all that hard to defeat the Oathrod, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're, they're like, oh, we've been thinking about it for about an afternoon, and we came up with three different ways to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Bummer. So, yeah, that's not, that's not a good way to find Masana. And, but they, they get an interesting, you know, report on, on what she's like. And she's more of like a hands-on kind of manager, right? And she's, she can be drawn into a trap, basically. Mm-hmm. So Wayne's like, well, here we go. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got to say, uh, you know, they, they came up with three uh, interesting theories for why Masana might have bypassed it. But I think our theory is still way more obvious, right? Which is Masana is not posing it as an eye. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree. I, yeah. I don't know why that has not occurred to any of them because we know, like, they should, they know as much as we do about this, which is that some people have a way to, like, 
hide weaves and hide power and stuff like that. Yeah, well, Gideon that. was definitely doing that. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't know why they, they haven't come to that. Maybe that Aes Sedai blindness where they think that anybody important has to be an Aes Sedai. Why would you, why would you hide as a servant? I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we know that was it uh, Mulgedian did for a while was hiding as a servant among the Black Azure, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, shit. Uh, um, Halima. Halima. Oh, yeah. Erangar. Uh, Erangar. Yeah. Erangar yeah. did that too. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I assume that's what's going on. We'll, I, guess we're, I guess we're going to find out because Wayne's like, bring it on. You know? Yeah. It's go time. Yeah. Yep. Let's create that trap. So, that's it for this episode. Next time, we're going to cover chapters 16 through 19 of Towers of Midnight. I am Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bunnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Michael Starkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. And if you ask us a question, we may answer it on air. Please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please... Find out how you can support us and buy merchandise at armadillo.club. That's right. We launched a merch store. So if you want to buy a thing that has our faces on it so you can wear our faces on your body, now's your chance. (laughs) As we do. As we do. And please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. The the light light illumine you. you.